0: Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from OTRgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase that's shopify.com
1: slash special offer ladies and gentlemen the secret word tonight is head h-e-a-d really you bet your life More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only.
2: Nothing to get excited about, it's just little old me, isn't it? Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Who's first to try for the $1,000?
1: Oh, well, we selected some young people with interesting backgrounds from the volunteers in our audience tonight, and here they come. Miss Edna Rubin and Mr. Charles Laurie meet Groucho Marx.
2: Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. It says here. Miss <laughs> Edna Rubin, huh? Eh? Yes, sir. And uh, I presume you're Charles Laurie, huh? Eh? That's right. Where are you from, Edna?
3: I'm from one of the coldest spots in the United States, Duluth, Minnesota, at the head of oh. the Great Lakes.
2: What you're going to say from a deep freeze you were living <laughs> in?
3: Right? Just as bad. It's usually 40 degrees below zero there. And you
2: said, said what? I was. <laughs> <laughs> There isn't anybody up here that knew that she had said head, including Edna?
4: <laughs>
2: you and your partner here—you're uh, going to split uh, hundred dollars between you. It's fifty for you and fifty for you. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Where are you from, Charlie? Charles? Uh, f- from Cairo. Cairo? Huh? Cairo, Illinois?
0: <laughs> Cairo, Egypt.
2: Oh, is there in e- uh, Cairo, in Egypt Well, they stole it from Cairo, <laughs> Illinois. Right? I used to know a red-hot mummy from Egypt once. Uh, we were terribly wrapped up in each other. Uh, how, how long did you live in Egypt? Well,
0: a uh, matter of 20 years. Mm-hmm. And what was the matter with those 20 years?
2: <laughs> what have you been doing since you came here from Egypt?
0: Well, I've uh, served in the Army, and I've attended college. Egyptian Army? No, the U.S. Army. Oh, the U.S. Army.
2: What, what kind of work do you do,
0: Edna?
3: Uh, I'm a public stenographer in the Beverly Hills Hotel in Beverly Hills.
2: Is that so? What an odd place for the Beverly Hills Hotel to be. Huh? <laughs> well, what, what are your duties there, uh, Edna?
3: Oh well, I'm everyone's girl Friday. I just do everything. Do you, how about ticket? Thursday?
2: How are you? <laughs> Have you always been a public steno, uh, Edna?
3: No, not all the time. I once studied to be a court reporter.
2: Well, what did you do after that, Edna?
3: Well, I took a civil service test and had a very high rating, so I went to Washington to work for the Interstate Commerce Commission. I was the youngest member then for government service.
2: Is that so? Were all your jobs fun, uh, Edna?
3: Well, it was very interesting, but I went back to Chicago, and um, I stayed there for a few months. Then I went out to Stanford University to work for an ichthyologist and herpetologist, a what? Uh, this is, uh, at the Bureau of Fisheries, they study deep sea life pilchards. They study Pacific Coast Sardine. What is uh, a pilchard? <coughs> it's a Pacific Coast sardine.
2: Uh, <laughs> you imagine going in a grocery store and asking for a can of pilchards.
3: <laughs> so? Well, it was very boring because I didn't understand half of what I was doing there.
2: Well, there's Sardin. not much to understand about a sardine, is there? Now, Charlie, what do you think of these uh, stenographic adventures?
0: Well, nothing ever happened to me like that when I was a stenographer. You were a stenographer? That's right. Well, what qualifications do you have? Well, I can type pretty well, and I'm a pretty fast stenographer. Uh, bilingual. Bilingual? You mean you're nearsighted? <laughs> No, a bilingual means that means that I do stenography in English and French, two languages. Uh, that means uh, two tongues. You have two tongues?
2: Would <laughs> you mind sticking one out and let me see what it looks like? Say, no. with two tongues you could do a great job. You could write a stamp and lick a pencil all at the same time. <laughs> no,
0: it means that uh, I do stenography in English and French. I also speak uh, Spanish and uh, Egyptian. That makes me a polyglot, I guess.
2: A polyglot, eh? Well, that's something like a sardine, isn't it? (laughs) Well, you two shape up as a very interesting couple. Although I must say, Edna, that your shape is more interesting than (laughs) Charles. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play a bet your life for a chance at the $1,000. Right now, I want you to pay close attention to this.
1: In one amazing test after another, DeSoto's superior performance has been proved again and again. In the famous waterproof ignition test, a DeSoto is driven at higher than usual speed through a water-flooded street. Water is allowed to splash right up over the engine, reaching almost every part of the ignition system. Yet the DeSoto keeps right on running without missing a beat. To you, waterproof ignition means your DeSoto will start in even the wettest weather. And what a ride DeSoto gives you. The famous DeSoto road tests have proved that DeSoto's oroflow shock absorbers give the smoothest ride ever known. Why, the bumps just melt right out from under you. And DeSoto's sensational blowout tests have proved the value of safety rim wheels. With an ordinary car, a blowout may cause the tire to leave the rim and may throw the car out of control. But with DeSoto's amazing safety rim wheels, special protective ridges help hold the tire securely on the rim and allow the driver to bring the new DeSoto to a sure, safe stop. Yes, friends, in one amazing test after another, DeSoto's superior performance has been proved again and again with waterproof ignition, oroflow shock absorbers, safety rim wheels, and a host of other exciting features. See it now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. The value jewel of the low priced field.
2: Uh, Mr. Feniman, do you mind explaining the rules?
1: Well, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later on in the show.
2: Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Identify the President as your category. I'm going to give you the names of famous people with the same initials as some of our former presidents, and you give me the name of the president. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. Fifteen. Alan Ladd has the same initials as one of our presidents. What was his name? Abram Lincoln. (laughs) You're on your way. You have $35. How much are you betting? Uh, uh, Thirty-five. No, How much have they got? They have
0: thirty-five. They have
2: about thirty-five. Eighty dollars. Jack Benny has the same initials as one of our presidents. What was his name? James
1: Buchanan. James
2: Buchanan is right. Mm-hmm.
1: You're climbing. You have sixty-five dollars.
4: me bet everything.
3: You have, no.
1: to, disc- you have no. to consult no. Edna on this. Save one dollar. How much? How much? We've we'll
3: uh, seen sixty-four. We
1: 64 we have six Make
2: 64 The sixty-four dollars, huh? Actress Mona Freeman has the same initials as one of our presidents. What was his name? Millard Fillmore
1: Oh, this fellow's too smart eh? You now have $129 What have you been reading Before
2: you came down here tonight, huh? Eh? Shoot it all okay. All right, here's your last chance Now she's got confidence in you <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Now she says shoot it all That's a woman for you, huh? Eh? Here's your last chance To be the other couples You're going to bet the work. So $129, huh? Eh? Rex Harrison has the same initials As one of our presidents What was his name?
0: What? Uh, uh, no, Rutherford B. 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 Richard Hayes. That's
2: right. You're too
1: good. You
2: can't answer all those questions, eh? Put it back, kid. You're too smart. Right? And you
1: wind up with $258. Thank you.
2: Thanks, and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Boy, that fellow was a wizard.
1: He sure was. We invited some... Ver- I hope you learned something from that man, <laughs> Fenneman. Huh? <laughs> huh? We invited some girl tennis players No, he's really a very tonight. bright fellow, Fenneman. And some boys from the city playgrounds. And just before we went on the air, we selected Miss Beverly Baker and Leland Kolka. And here they are. Youngsters, meet Groucho Marx. Well, Beverly Baker and Leland uh, Coca-Cola, huh? Is that right?
2: Yes. Welcome, kids, to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Beverly Baker, right? That name rings a bell. Uh, where, where are you from, Beverly?
3: Santa Monica. S-
2: How old are you, Beverly? 21.
3: 21.
2: Eh? 21. Are, are you married?
3: No, not yet.
2: Hot diggity, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close, though.
2: <laughs> well, whatever chance you had to win any money here tonight. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> where, where are you from, uh, uh, Leland? Leland. L.A.? I thought you'd be from Stanford. (laughs) Leland Stanford. uh, Have you lived here all your life? Yes. How old are you, Billy? Leland? Eight. Eight? Boy, I thought you were about eight and a half. (laughs) Have you uh, got a girl, uh, Mr. Colker? Yes. What does she look like?
4: She has um, brown hair, blue eyes, blue uniform. (laughs)
2: A blue uniform? Is she a cop? No. What do you mean, a blue uniform?
4: School uniform.
2: You're from a city playground, is that right? Yes. Well, I've done a little playing in my time. Uh, What does your playground have to offer?
4: Football. Football field, baseball, and uh, tetherball,
2: and um, tennis court, and a sand pile. (laughs)
4: I'll
2: bring my daughter Melinda over. She's pretty clever. Last year in school, she got an A in (laughs) sandpile. Well, she's only 33 years old. (laughs) Beverly, you're a tennis player, huh? Yes. Well, that's a good racket, I mean, tennis. I said that to avoid disappointing you, you know. I'm sure everyone you meet says tennis is a pretty good racket, don't they, uh, Beverly? Well,
3: some say it's a terrible racket.
2: Why couldn't I have thought of that? eh? (laughs) You make a good living out of tennis, uh, Beverly. No, I'm an amateur. Oh, then you make a better living than I thought you. Did, huh?
4: <laughs> you
2: hold many tennis titles, don't you, Beverly? You yeah. won the Southwest here last year. What other titles do you hold?
3: Well, I was once the national junior champion. No. It's... And uh, I won the Pan American singles last year. And the did Duncan you find it Cup. Tough... To you the won the Duncan years. Cup too. Yes, that was for girls under twenty-two in Europe.
2: What is your ambition in tennis there, Belly?
3: Well, I'd like to become a really great player and reach the top someday.
2: Well, you haven't got far to go. You're <laughs> playing with it now. What will you have to do before you achieve that ambition?
3: Well, I'll have to improve my form and speed a little bit.
2: Well, if Quite your form shows any more improvement, <laughs> you're certainly going to need all the speed you can muster. <laughs> What about you, uh, uh, Leland? Do you play a good game of tennis? I don't play tennis. Why not?
4: Don't know how. And...
2: That's a very flimsy excuse. <laughs> what do you do with all your time at the playground? Do you paint for gold in the sandbox?
4: No, play marbles.
2: Oh, really? I used to play that when I was a young man, but I had to give it up. I never had all my marbles.
4: <laughs> do you play marbles
2: all the time or just when you're supposed to be in school? In the season. Marbles have to be in season? What do you, do you get a stomach ache if you eat them out of season? It's like watermelon, I guess. Now, is marbles expensive? No, I mean, our marbles expensive? No, how, how much are they a dozen? <laughs> a
5: nickel.
2: A nickel a dozen. How many do you have?
5: A whole cellar full.
2: Your cellar is full of marbles? <laughs> Suppose your father had to get on and fix the plumbing in the middle of the night, huh? <laughs> Tell me about marbles. Are they still square?
4: Can't play marbles. with Square marbles.
2: That's funny. We used to play with square marbles. Not only that, but they had numbers on them. <laughs> I'm afraid your ed- education has been sadly neglected, dear Leland. I bet you don't even know what snake eyes are, huh?
4: Snake eyes are... Uh, and dice, it's
2: two ones. This kid is no Schlemiel, I can tell you.
4: <laughs> Well, I've
2: learned a lot about marbles and tennis tonight. I feel just like i had been talking to Alice Marvel. Oh. Or, <laughs> Eleanor Tenon, or Eleanor Eleanor Tennis. Huh? Now, one thing more. For values and new cars, used cars, or for service on your present car, be sure you see a DeSoto-Polymba dealer. Will you promise me that?
4: Yes.
2: Uh? All right, and in that case, I'll go to your wedding.
4: Okay. <laughs>
2: Providing I'm the groom. <laughs> Now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, George is going to remind our listeners.
1: The public stenographer and the Egyptian boy won $258.
2: Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected old songs and new tempos as your category. The orchestra will play these tunes in a different tempo than they were originally written. Let's see if you can identify them. Here's your first question. How much will you bet?
4: $10, sir. Ten dollars
2: You want to bet a few marbles, too, Haley? (laughs) All right, Jerry Fielding and the boys will play this first tune in swing tempo You give me the name of it Okay, Jerry Well, for a start, you have thirty dollars. I once went to New York on the train, and I tried to get a lower, but I couldn't. I got uh, I got an upper instead. That's probably the oldest and worst joke that I've ever uttered in the four years. I've been uh, remember, you're going for a thousand dollars tonight. Uh, how much of your thousand dollars will you bet? You have thirty. Um,
4: twenty. Like
2: okay, here we go for twenty dollars. This will be played in Walt's tempo. Give me the name of it. Okay. say?
5: I can't say. Well, it's turkey pretty... in
2: the straw. Oh. I don't get anything extra for singing. And you probably understand why by this time.
1: You now I have ten dollars.
2: All right, well, now you're down to ten. Here's your third question. How much of the ten are you gonna bet? You know what we ought to play for him. I dreamt I dwelt in marble halls. <laughs> 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 That's from the Bohemian girl That's a little before my time
4: All right, Five how much you going to bet? You say uh, Five dollars Five
2: dollars <laughs> This song will be played in rumba tempo You give me the title Play, Jerry
1: Rockabye, you baby. Bye, baby, you had it right. Huh? You now have fifteen dollars.
2: Uh, How much are you gonna bet?
4: Let's do it all.
2: Huh? You gonna shoot it all? This tune will be played as a march. Now, give me the title.
1: for helping you out. And you wind up with a total of
4: $30.
2: Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth
1: Dealers. We uh, asked for people with unusual occupations to volunteer and here are the two selected just before we went on the air. Mrs. Bertha Stockwell Mr. Murray Cald. Come in here and meet Groucho Marx.
2: Welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and win $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Mrs. Bertha Stockwell, uh, 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 where are you from, Mrs. Stockwell? Sioux City, Iowa. Sioux City, huh? That's where all the lawyers come from, isn't it? Sioux City, Iowa. You're not listening.
4: Uh?
2: <laughs> Either that or you are, and you don't find it amusing.
4: <laughs>
2: You're from Sioux City? How? Uh, would you mind asking, uh, telling me how old you are? Oh. Within 30 years, I mean. Who oh, uh, never ate
5: on it, will really? you?
2: 38? That's a, that's a good ripe old age, huh? <laughs> How old are you, uh, Mr. Murray Cobb? Is yes, that right? Sir. Yes, Mr. Cobb. How old are you, Fifty-three. Mr. 53. 53. Well, you yes, don't sir. look it. You look like about 42. Thank you, sir. That's from many years' season in the sun, I'll bet, huh? You look young for your age, also.
4: <laughs>
2: I don't see any point in both of us lying, Mr. <laughs>
4: Now, as I understand
2: it, you two were picked because of your occupations. Mrs. Stockwell, uh, what do you do?
5: do? I'm a whistling teacher.
2: You're a whistling teacher?
5: I'm a whistling teacher, and I have a school of whistling.
2: Well, how did you get interested in this type of work? When you were younger, did you live next door to a pool room?
5: (laughs) No, I I really was washing dishes. And uh, all of a sudden, I discovered that I could make a whistle tone. And I kept on working until finally I had a pretty vibrant tone.
2: What did that do to the dishes? Anything? (laughs) No, it's awesome. It did, huh? Uh, You have an unusual occupation, too? Uh, What do you do, uh, Mr. Cobb? I'm a fix-it man. (laughs) A fix-it man? Yes, sir. Could you fix my whistle? (laughs) No, but I do I do fix... How long have a, you been working at it? 30 years. 30 years? Yes, sir. Must be a fine fix it, man. He's been working at it 30 years and hasn't fixed it yet. Eh? <laughs> what do you fix? I fix all electrical appliances, uh, uh, like... Uh... Can you fix a wrestling match? No. no. Can you fix an election? Oh, no. Can no, you fix sir. a traffic ticket? No, sir. You get no business from me. You can't fix anything I'm interested in. Huh? <laughs> How much do you charge to fix things? Oh, it's a according. Sometimes they have uh, three or four scissors. I charge about a quarter a head for scissors. For, <laughs> to... You just said the secret word ahead. You, you said the sacred word head, and you and Mrs. Cobb... Uh, Mrs. Uh, Stockwell, will split $100 between you. Eh? Here's 50 you. for you and 50 for you. Thank you, sir. Bertha, uh, Miss, Mrs. Stockwell, what do I call you, Bertha? Call me Bertha. Okay. Uh, would you m- pucker up? I want to talk about whistling. For example, what kind of pupils do you have at your school?
5: I have all ages, from five years old to 75.
2: Really? You not only taught whistlers, you taught whistler's mother.
5: <laughs> Why do your pupils uh, want
2: to learn how to whistle?
5: Well, uh, it's uh, an accomplishment, and uh, they want to learn bird
2: work. What do you mean by bird work? Flying around a room or just digging for worms? Well, what do you mean by bird work?
5: For instance, a chirp. <whistles> the Huey. What is that? The Huey.
2: Why do they call it a Huey? Is that because named it... after Senator Long? along?
5: No, no, it's A-T-W-I-E. It's the syllable I say. Huey? Nothing. You let your tongue be loose inside and just say, Huey. Huey, 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 <laughs> Huey. I'm not bilingual. I can't do it. Right? Then
4: there's... A... What are some,
2: some other bird calls? Okay, I'll meet you later.
4: <laughs>
2: I don't know why you didn't come right out and say that. Well, I learned a lot tonight, and the next time I see a boy who needs his whistle fixed, I'll call on you, too. Now then, we're going to play You Bet Your Life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, George is going to remind our listeners.
1: The public stenographer and the Egyptian boy lead with $258.
2: Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous flyers. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? $10. Is that all right with you, uh? All right. In 1937, a young woman was lost in the Pacific while on a round the world flight. What was her name? Yeah, huh? yeah. Amelia Earhart. Amelia Hart is right.
1: We now have $30.
2: Remember you're going for a thousand dollars, night. How much of your thirty dollars will you bet on your second question?
1: Twenty-five.
2: What was the name of the pilot who supposedly flew the wrong way and ended up in Ireland? Yeah. Corrigan. Douglas Carrigan is right.
1: <laughs> We now have $55. Here's
2: your third question. How much of the 55 will you bet? 50. 50. What is the name of the famous woman flyer who held many records for women? She's also a successful businesswoman in cosmetics. Talk it over. I don't
5: remember. We, um, I don't remember the cosmetics.
2: I'm sorry. Her name is Jacqueline Cochran. They've dropped to five dollars. All right, here's your last chance to be the other couple. How much of the five dollars will you bet? All, All right. of it. All of it. All right. What is the name of the movie producer and flyer who was a two-time winner of the Harmon Aviation Trophy? He produced Hell's Angels.
5: Right. No.
2: Well, Talk it over now.
5: Oh, that's yes, the fellow built the boat. <laughs> it's a big boat.
2: All right, take a guess. What do you What do you say?
5: I can't call his Robert name. The fellow owns the uh, plant
2: out here. It's the one that
5: makes the boat. I can't. I made the boat from Santa It
2: was in that thing. wreck. Yeah, I know, but in it's... In that wreck right. That's his name. should I have like. known. I, yeah. I just did known. two pictures yeah. with him at RKO. It's Howard Hughes. And Howard Hughes. Have known That's
5: it. it. I know he had <laughs> the
2: plant out there. Wait till I tell him that nobody knows his name.
5: <laughs> well, yeah.
2: well, you went broke, and we can't have that. I'll give you one more question. Get it right and win $10. And no help in the audience, please. You ready?
4: Yes.
2: What color was the old gray mare? Gray. Gray
1: is right, <laughs> huh? <laughs> And that means that the stenographer and the Egyptian boy with $258 in just one minute get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Friends, if you want to be sure your car will give you good, dependable service this winter, take it to your DeSoto Plymouth dealers for a first-class winter checkup. The master technicians at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers will tune the engine of your car to make sure it will give you economical operation mile after mile. They'll check your battery to ensure quicker winter starting. Then, for easier shifting, on even the coldest days, your transmission will get the proper lubricants. The DeSoto Plymouth dealer mechanics will step up your generator and check your spark plugs to provide for the increased electrical load of winter driving. The brakes of your car are especially vital in bad weather. So they'll be carefully serviced for safer winter stopping. And, of course, you'll get the proper oil. Your radiator will be cleaned and flushed. And you'll get a good antifreeze. All the things your car needs to give you worry-free operation, even in the coldest weather. And you'll be surprised at how little you pay for all this expert service. So if you want to be sure of safe, economical winter driving be sure to take your car for a winter checkup where you'll see the famous sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here's the stenographer and the Egyptian boy all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question, Groucho.
2: From the way he went through those other questions, I feel this $1,000 is gone already. <laughs> well, let's hope you had a lot of luck anyway. Here we go for $1,000. dollars i give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. So think carefully and please no help from the audience. Ready? A hero in the world of medicine was the American Army surgeon who discovered the cause of yellow fever and halted the epidemic in Havana. For $1,000, who was this great doctor? Talk it over. You two have decided upon. Well, I'll just stick again there. I'll see Well, known as Walter Reed, so that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but uh, how much did they win, George? $258.
1: Well, that's not
2: too bad. for Bad night's work, uh, $258. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth (laughs) dealer.
1: Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Let sight distance govern night speed. Don't overdrive your headlights. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Feldman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.